and lover of all things lit, professional reviewer, recommender, book blogger. I am your host, Lloyd Russell, AKA The Book Sage, and you're listening to Lit with Lloyd, courtesy of KCAT Radio. Hello, and welcome to Lit with Lloyd. I am your host, Lloyd Russell, and thanks to uh, KCAT, um, we have another session of our podcast. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to be talking to Jeffrey Knott, who is a team coach, an author, and a speaker. Uh, and before we start, I want to read um, what it says about him in, uh, in LinkedIn or on LinkedIn. Uh, he says, I bring to my clients over 30 years of working knowledge of business operations excellence. I aim to be their number one source on how to implement unimaginable business breakthroughs and maintain their competitive edge in the industry. I desire to see my clients thrive and not just survive. Uh, I think that sounds like a, a great way to start. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here today. All right. I got two questions before we get into the meat of this thing. Okay. First of all, do you prefer Jeffrey or Jeff? Either way, I'm happy with either. Mom always <laughs> called me Jeffrey, of course. Of course, okay. Secondly, I noticed that we have five contacts in common on LinkedIn. And oh. one of them is Lisa Chrysler. How do you know Lisa? Uh, I have networked extensively in the Valley for the last 10, 15 years. And so I know a lot of people. And so I've seen her at lots of events with the San Jose Chamber in particular. And so we, we connected up on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Okay. And we, we swap some memes on Facebook now and then. All right. Well, Lisa is my first cousin. Oh. Uh, and she is the uh, principal show on KCAT. She uh -huh. has something called Community Storytelling, where she interviews uh, local people. So uh, I was just it was just kind of funny to see her name pop up like that. Small world, right? Yeah, always. Okay. Well, I want to talk about your book. But before we do that, I'd like to get your background. Okay. Uh, you've been in business for over 30 years. Tell us how you got started, how you ended up here, and what it is that you do. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, to start off with, I was always good with my hands. And so in high school, I started playing with cars. And of course, you know what mom wants you to be as an engineer, you know, com a computer guy, a doctor. None of that impressed me. I loved playing with cars. So I was going to be a tech, master tech, everything came to me easily. Well, my very first job out of high school, I worked for a guy that runs a very, very successful service station in Walnut Creek. And I said, oh, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Not just be a tech, I want to be a business owner. And didn't know what it takes to run it. I just know I was good with people, pretty good with sales. And I made up for my lack of knowledge for working lots of hours. <laughs> but five years after I graduated from high school, I was then opening my own service station right here in San Jose on Saratoga Avenue. Ran that business for many years. Had been in that business for about 20 years and somebody made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> and I was having issues trying to, trying to expand. And I thought, great, I know 20 years, done with that. Well, next thing you know, I'm hired to sell automotive software programs, which led me to teach marketing and management classes to the clients. And I love doing that. I've always been doing that kind of thing, educating youth and youth groups and on, on business and planning, goals, all of that. And it just led into this book. One Many years ago, I started coaching exclusively 
And I'm trying to get my clients to do what they're supposed to do, <laughs> give them three or four things to do each week, and they, they'd be lucky to get half of something done. And that's how the book came is you know, one week, one thing. That's okay. where I am today. Okay. Uh, how long have you actually had your consulting business? I've been doing coaching exclusively since 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But I was going to doing it for as part of the software programs I used to do for free. Now I get paid for what I used to give away. Good. Okay. And um, it says that you um, you set up uh, what is it? S SBMs? SMBs? Oh, small, small business. Small. Oh, small bit. Okay. Yeah. Small, and, medium sized businesses. Okay. So that's what you focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I. I. The big corps. No, that's not my not my forte. I love helping the small to medium sized business owner because usually they don't have the resources to hire all the, the high end consultants. They haven't got the money. They haven't got the time. Plus, it's a it's a unique deal. So I, I can speak the language since I've got the scars on my hands to prove it. Being, <laughs> being a small business owner. Because of your background, um, do you focus on on? The, the trades, I mean, you- The trades are, are my specialty, yes. They're, they're the easiest to work with as far as getting improvements. I've worked with many other kinds of restaurants and coffee brewers, uh, residential sales, lots of others, but my forte is working with the, again, the trades, plumbers, automotive, maintenance services, that kind of thing. Okay, so you don't really do much with the high-tech companies? Not really, that's, that's you know, I got some people that are into computer repairs, so, but that's a small <laughs> business, right? That's high-tech, but it still comes down to providing a service. All businesses, whether it's a two-man shop or, you know, a thousand-person business, business is still business, just yeah. different resources. Principles are the same. I gotta provide a good service, I got to ma manage my people and I got to manage my expenses so I can make a, make a living and keep in business. Right. Do you have, do you have situations in which you have to say, no, I, no, thank you. I can't do it. Oh yeah. Lots of times. There are some, some people are challenging and they're, if they're such a mess, you know, it's just a point of saying, I don't, you might want to pay me, but I, I'm, I can't help you with that. Yeah. Oh, well, there's other special, specialty type businesses that, I won't mess with just okay that's not my forte you're looking for something else you know there's other people I'll refer other coaches and other other consultants that I think would be better for them well that to me it sounds like uh, like you really have a good handle on what you do because I, I would think that there is the temptation to to say yes <laughs> to get extra business um, but it sounds like you've got uh, plenty of business. Oh, there's there's plenty of business to be had. Good. Yes. Yeah. How did you get your How did you get the word out initially? I know that ultimately, you know, people are referring you. But right. But but from the startup, how did it happen? Well, they did my own marketing. Had you know, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, some direct mail, some feet on the street, go out there and beat the street. Plus, I also had a large network of business people that I already knew. So I can go and knock on the door of somebody and say. Hey Charlie, remember I sold you that software years ago? I've got I've got a whole plan to help you out with that. So that helped me to get in the door to see people I already knew, or they would refer me to other people. And then along came the book a few years ago, which is another leverage to say, here's my methodology, and I have unique to anybody else's methodology. So it's it's another conversation I can have with people. Ask a few key questions and see if they're interested. Have you gotten to the point where you don't have to go out and solicit business so much? I mean, is it coming to you pretty, pretty 
pretty well? Um, I would say yes, it's coming to me pretty well. I need, I, you know, to keep the, the pipeline full. Yeah. There's lots of business out there. And yes, I'm, I'm still growing. I'm actually looking at doing more, letting other coaches use my methodology, starting groups and, and just growing. Because I got other people say, oh, I like this idea. What can I do with it? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's not just me. It's really the whole thing about helping the small business owner. Okay. That sounds great. All right. Let's talk about the book. What year was it published? It was published in December of 2019. Okay. <laughs> Fortunate, right? Yeah. Uh, and and how, how long did it take you to write it from the time you conceived it? Well, I conceived of the idea about, in fact, I, I put it in my journal one day, and I originally had the idea of, well, 52 weeks to a better business. If I can get the business owner to work on one thing a week, you know, what? how can we get them to improve their business? And so I started journaling and came up with 52 chapters, but then it sat in my book for a few years. And it wasn't until a friend of mine I was talking to, she was writing a book and I said, how are you doing that? What are you doing? And she told me all about this class at Santa Clara University where a professor from Georgetown helped a couple of colleges across the country help the college seniors get credibility in writing a book. And of course, let other people in like myself and my friend who aren't students there to help us write a book within a year. So February of 2019, I signed up for the class. And by December 1st of 2019, my book was published, or at least was sent to the presses, edited, all done. And of course, the name changed and it was really helpful to have that help. In fact, I, unless you're some brilliant author, or you can write something like that, you need to get help and to write that book. Absolutely. And you know, all the authors we've talked to have gotten uh, lots of help. Uh, in a variety of ways. Okay, so you've got your book ready to go February of 2019. How did you get it published? Who did you approach? Well, there's multiple ways of getting a book published. I have some other friends that went independent. They went all the work on their own. They found an editor that would take their book in. There's a lot of independent publishers these days that'll help the, right. you know, instead of trying to go to Random House and the big yeah, guys yeah, and yeah. go all that whole thing. What was nice about this program is it's all dialed in. You're going to write 25,000 words by uh, the 5th of May. You start in you know January, and then you're going to write the other 25,000 words by the 1st of October. And it's all scheduled on how to do that. And weekly meetings, talking about how to write, what you want to write. I think I had, I was lucky with my book because I already had the idea for the chapters. But I had no clue exactly how I was going to write it. <laughs> and then all this stuff came came through. And I really believe in serendipity. When in the process of writing the book, like one time I was at a um, trade show and a guy was a marketer and he started talking about, you know, working with small business owners and the blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, can I interview you? Huh. What? I want to put you in my book. I want to hear that. I want to put that story in there. So my marketing chapter, that guy just happened to show up at the right time, the right place to give me this story that anchored my marketing chapter. And that kind of stuff just flowed. So it really came together. It was still work. I mean, I would lock myself in the room and tell my wife, I can't leave until I'm done. <laughs> she was so happy when the book was published, right? <laughs> she can never husband back, <laughs> as well as trying to run business at the same time. So that's, that's, the methodology was great. They helped me do everything between getting it edited, getting it published, helping to market it. It was very good. So did you end up with a small independent publisher? Yes, it was. They, it was, they were all tied in with this called New Degree Press. Okay. And yeah. So it was. They've got 
whole bunch of people in house and just connect me up with everybody. And it was an amazing process. Wow. Uh, did you have an editor? Uh, I had several different editors. Okay. So I had some copy editors who are reading some of the chapters yep. as I go yep. through and they're giving me feedback. So they went through a lot of that. The, the editing process was, um, I would say good, not great. Cause it was this kind of thing where a lot was on me. Uh -huh. And so, but even if I didn't, if I had a, a premium editor, there's still going to be a, errors in the book. And that's, everybody tells me that doesn't matter. And sure enough, I published a book and no sooner do I give a copy to a friend of mine, she calls me the next day. You know, I found an error on page 45. <laughs> <laughs> Every book has errors in it. It's just part of the game. I, I, I do some editing for some authors who are friends of mine and, uh, and it's just, it, it's the truth. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you'll see an author who is a big name author and there's still gonna be errors and, and you're right, to, to have none is pretty rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was really interesting though, I did all this work, I rewrote the book. Every chapter had been rewritten and edited several times over. And you know, finally get down, the manuscript is all put together, it looks good. We've done a lot of the editing overhead and back end and forth and up and down. Then they say, okay, now, before we go any further, you need to read it out loud from front to back. Uh. <laughs> wow. And I realized so many words, we type and the and it, uh, little words just don't get in there. And it was amazing to do that. And so now I use that methodology because I coach uh, business students at local high school, a group called DECA. I coach them on making their presentations and written presentations and live presentations. And I said, read this from cover to cover. You're, you're, they got a 30 page document just yeah. how to make a business and I, I, it's, it's helped them immensely. So I you know, learned something that I can share with other people. To read it out loud, wow. Read it out loud. Uh, I may have told this story in another podcast, I can't remember, but I read a book from an author that had a number of books out and every 11 pages he wrote just then and it drove me nuts. It absolutely impacted my enjoyment of the book. Wow. I did, I did send an email to him or a message. He acknowledged it, thanked me. The next book was much better. I pointed it out to him, no response. <laughs> I think he was way done with me. Yeah. But I couldn't have been the only one that was affected by that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense to read them out loud. Yeah. Well, I do the same thing now with my emails, and I, you know, I blog frequently. And every time, every time I don't read it, I smack <laughs> myself. Oh, Jeff, look at that. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. How could you post that? Yeah. Um, I always read my emails, but I sent one today with a phone number that was I missed a number. I mean, all I had to do was look over the, a short email, and I still messed it up. Yeah. So I think that's just natural for all of us. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay, so how did you approach New Press? Well, actually, I didn't have to approach them. It was a class. It was all part of that. Oh, thing it was that, part of the class. Part of the class. So the, the, the Georgetown instructor, the professor, set this whole thing up with New Degree Press and, and have, the, have advisors and you know, people that are working for them. And there were some uh, people that were hired, like Fiverr. You know, there were, there were just people hired out to do some of the odd stuff like editing and other things like that, like the copy, the, um, the cover. So I came up with a concept for a cover. My daughter, who's pretty good with graphics, made up some of that. And then we gave it to the copy editor for the, or the cover editor, somebody else that is hired by the New Degree Press to do that. So 
they had all kinds of people in there. I didn't have to go hunting for it, which was amazing because that's half the problem. So you go out and you talk to an editor yeah. or a publisher, but you, oh, do you have your editor? Do you have this person or that person? All the stuff that goes with it, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I have to admit, I got ADHD, certifiable, and I try to not go after the flashy objects, you know? <laughs> and so having that, that accountability as well as guide made a huge difference. Yeah, okay. All right, we gotta take a quick break and okay. then uh, we'll be right back. Thank you to the city of Montessorino for their continued support of KCAT Public Media. The city of Montessorino has enabled KCAT to inspire, educate, entertain, and inform our community through the magic of television and digital media for over 38 years. Thank you. Uh, and we're back with Jeffrey Knott. Uh, I'd like to ask just a couple more questions about the book. Sure. Is it in ebook or audiobook? It's an ebook, but it's not really designed to be an audiobook. And people say, oh, when are you going to do it audio? I'd be happy to do it. But again, the whole premise of the book is you read the four pages for, and you pick whichever week you want, but you could do sequentially. And then you work on that one chapter. It's got some information about the topic. Here's some assignments. Here's how to work through this. And it's rinse and repeat, basically. Yeah, yeah. You go through this on an, on an annual basis. Okay. Go back a little bit in terms of what the book, how the book is structured, and how it's used by your clients. So, uh, of course, there's an opening chapter talk about how to use the book and talks about several different things that you can do. If you got one chapter is called Put the Fire Out. Some people have a disaster and you've got to fix the disaster. So go to the chapter that you have the biggest problem, hiring people. Maybe it's HR, maybe it's cash flow, maybe it's loans, but whatever finances, whatever you need, you go to that chapter first. But the idea is I, I designed the book that if you don't have any disasters, you start from, from chapter one and you work your way, or in this case, week one, you work your way through the book. And in the end of the year, you've touched every part of your business. Even if you made just a 1% improvement on everything. And of course the old saying is, you know, getting started is half done, right? <laughs> and so that's the whole premise of the book. Just work on that one thing. Okay, I'm not gonna have everything done on all my operating procedures, but at least I'll start the structure that I probably haven't done before. And did you say it's basically 52 suggestions? There's 52, yeah, weeks of suggestions. In wow. There. Do most people pick and choose or does I've, anybody go from the front cover to the back cover I've had I've had some read the whole book in you know in a couple of weeks they want to <laughs> rip through it and I said that's okay you can do that but now if you want to implement it you have to start implementing and start back with whatever chapters you want to start and yes I have people that have been bouncing back and forth between the chapters and I have other people that went straight on through one by one and in fact I was talking to a couple that bought my book and I was at a trade show in Kansas City earlier this year and they said oh yeah oh, I know you we, we've got your book I don't know where they got it they then someone because I've, I've talked at a couple of different places across uh -huh. the country and so it just cropped up but they were telling me how the two of them are working through the book together oh, wow yeah how has your book been advertised and promoted 
Well, I, with the pandemic, I was supposed to have a launch party, something uh, else, uh, right, uh, in, the, uh. in early 2020. And so I really haven't had a, a, a chance to go back and do that. And so no launch party, but I've been talking at many different events across the country. And so I would promote my book and I promote it on LinkedIn, Facebook, I got podcasts like this, give you some, <laughs> some there. And I'm not expecting to sell thousands. My thing is if I can help engage people, eventually I expect it to be on every, every business owner's tabletop because I do feel it's unique and it's easy to implement. And yes, I'll have to do some updates and I'm gonna do a, have a relaunch in the very near future while I go through and tweak up a few uh -huh. things. Some of, the, some of the links are broken, but it's amazing. It's just getting sold all over the place. Wow. And in fact, I recently got a, a check from Amazon for a sale they made in Europe. So now I'm an international author. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, if, and when you do make changes, will your publisher just republish the book with the changes? It's, there's a simple program they have where I just go in, take, oh. the, take the manuscript, do the tweaks, crunch it through the, the machine, it automatically pops up. So like one problem I have is the chapter are not listed properly in the table of contents. Ah. Little minor issue, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I've also found that some of the links that I put in here are broken. So I've got to go back, find the links, those pages are gone. Re reinstall more pages and then on my website for the book I'm gonna probably put a page here's all the links for this chapter one chapter two or week one week two to enhance the usability of the book this program that you got into sounds absolutely fantastic I mean basically it enables anybody who wants to write a book to write a book right is it hard to be accepted into the program? No, if you if you got cash and the time, and <laughs> they'll take you in. I'm sure they have some some limitations, yeah. but it's uh, and it's the uh, creative. Oh, now I've got forgot the name. Eric Coster is the guy's name, uh, K O E S T E R, uh -huh. and you can look him out on LinkedIn or Facebook. And uh, the uh, Creative Institute or Creators Institute, I think, is the name of it, and. He's a great guy. He's headquartered out of Georgetown. In fact, he just recently wrote a book, a kid's book, based uh, on stories he was telling his, his girls about. And so now he's a published author as well. <laughs> Used his own program. But yeah, anybody can get involved. And even if you're not in the area, because they do it remotely, they've got people at different schools across the country. So yes, you could link into that program. He's happy to take people on. Wow. Are, are, is your book in any bookstore? Yes, it's in Books, Books Inc. And uh, right here in, in Pruneyard. Wow. And the, they've been selling several books a month. And it's, I say, no advertising, just it's on it's on a display, local authors pay, or rack. And I, I sign them all and make wow. sure that they're, yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Have you tried Recycle Bookstore? I have not. Okay. I have not. Um, I have a, a pretty strong connection with them. Okay. If you're interested, um, I can make Please. a connection for you. Please. Okay. But I have to write it down because otherwise there's a 90-10 chance I'll forget. Forget what? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of recycled books, here's another funny story. So I, I gave a lot of books away at some different trade shows and things where people you know, won it on a drawing. Well. I believe I did this for a fellow in North Carolina who liked the book, but he gave it to his sister. And there's a chapter in there's called Giving Back. And it's talking about doing things for your community as a business owner, not because you have to, but because you want to mm -hmm. and because it's the right thing to do. And 
the funny thing is my sister saw the book, the used book section on Amazon. I, I don't have any others there now, but, but she bought the book for, I don't know <laughs> what it was, and got the book to me. And, and I'm looking through the contents and then I see give back is highlighted in yellow. And oh, that's pretty cool. It's oh a fun story, God. right? Uh, I mean, yeah. So. It just sounds great. Yeah. Let's, uh, I talk about this with all the authors and you alluded to it, but remotely. Talk about how how you took the time to write the book. I mean, did you try to do a certain amount of hours per day? Uh, you said you wouldn't come out of the room until you had written a certain amount. Yeah. How, how did how did you decide that, and how long did you do that? Well, I started with the program probably about the first of February that year. They were supposed to start in January, but I kind of had to jump on everybody else because I already had the, at least the outline of the chapters and a concept didn't know but putting the content in place how I would do all that but at least I had already got that concept out of the way and so they would set deadlines okay first this is what you need to do start with looking at other authors doing virtual interviews with other authors looking interview other people that you want to put in your book or ideas for your book and that's so I did a combination I read at least a book a month got some authors ideas from authors there some of them gave me some time on the phone some of them gave me some emails and then I started listening to podcasts I listened to audiobooks which is at another book a month or more and in between time I'm writing these stories and I'm getting stories from their authors and I'm also meeting people like the marketer and I've just happened to meet him yeah the right place at the right time and so I had those deadlines for those how many words I had to have done and yeah, okay, I need to figure out well, how many words can I write? And so, you know, the nice thing about Word tr tracks the numbers of words. And I say, okay, I can write this in so many hours. So I can start tracking how many hours I need to put in to get my 2,500 words in for the first half. So it was a combination of, yes, counting the number of words it takes or time it takes to write the words, having the external deadline. It's not just my own, it's somebody else out there says, I gotta have this done so we can get this thing published in time. Did you have early readers that told you that something made sense or didn't make sense? Well, yeah, I had people read through several, you know, a couple of the, the early copy editors were looking at, okay, do I have the format right. right? And if the format looked wrong, they would say, wait a minute, let's, let's, something's not right here. But I have a very conversational style. So I'm talking directly to the reader about what they should know, why they should do it, how that should work. So I'm talking from per personal experience on all that. So anytime I was off sync, they would say, oh, let's tweak this, let's make this different. And so I need that. Even the Grishams and all of those have editors. Got to. <laughs> and not just copy editors. Every, every author I've ever talked to, no matter how big they are, they've got early readers, they've got people that are gonna tell them what makes sense. I mean, you can just see it in the acknowledgement pages. Yeah. And by the way, do you have an acknowledgement page? Yes, I have an acknowledgement page, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. And there's many people that have contributed and some of the, you know, I probably set copies or pieces of the manuscript out to a couple hundred authors. Wow. Trying, asking for, would you, you know, endorse my book? Uh -huh. And I have several friends who are authors who are, you know, endorsed it. And recently I did that for a friend of mine who wrote a, a book, he endorsed mine, then I went back you know, and did the same thing, helped them read through it and yeah. take care of it. So yeah, <laughs> reciprocity. That's great. 
And how did you come up with the um, uh, sobriquet uh, co-pilot? <laughs> well, the the idea of a coach, or I don't, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm part consultant, part coach, but at the same time is, I feel like I'm sitting alongside the business owner. I want them to understand, I know what they're going through. I can, I can see things they can't see. I'm not flying the plane. I'm not gonna jump in, and even though many times I wanna say, just go home, I'll fix the mess, you'll come back and you'll make a mess again. But you know, that's not, that doesn't fix the, the problem. Right. So, so I, I like the idea of being a co-pilot. I'm right there by you. Call me if you got, if, oh, wait a minute, no, don't take that path. You need to change your direction. We need to do this instead. Let's try, change our plan. And, I, and again, I tell them that's up there. Again, they're the captain. I'm just there to give them some background. <laughs> You're in the right-hand seat. Yep. Uh, do you have any plans to write another book? Actually, I have two books in mind uh-huh. already. Uh, and I'm going to have a third one. So because I've worked <laughs> a lot of nonprofits over the years, and nonprofit owners think, well, we're different from everything else. It's not that much different. You have different sets of uh, constituencies that you have to work with. So I have one week, one thing for the nonprofit. I'm a solopreneur, so at the moment, and I know lots of solopreneurs, so I have one one week, one thing for the solopreneur in mind. And then one specifically, a fellow that is very good with retail sales said, can you help me write a book on retail sales? Because I know everything there is about retail. And so I thought, okay, we could do a one week, one thing for the retailer. Uh-huh. So there's endless opportunities there and just k- stick with the theme. What's, I've never heard the term solopreneur. What's the difference between that and entrepreneur? Well, solopreneur is a, is a one, one, one person show. Right. They, they, you know, they're the, the insurance agent. Maybe they'll hire somebody someday, but most of the time they start off, or if you're the coder, or if you're the, uh, I know people who do the uh, you know, home redesigns. They, uh, they don't have any employees. They hire people for odd Got jobs. It. So that's a solopreneur. Okay. All right. Well, this was fascinating uh, since we didn't really know each other except for a uh, chance meeting uh, at a Chamber of Commerce event. Serendipity. Uh, uh, indeed. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have, have, it, uh, have had you on. Uh, I want to thank you for that. Uh, I want to thank uh, KCAT for sponsoring. I want to certainly thank Jeffrey for being on the show. Thank you for having uh, me. And um, what I'm going to say to you right now is uh, we're closing the book on today's podcast. See you next time. You just heard Lit with Lloyd here on KCAT Radio. Explore all our KCAT original programming at kcat.org radio.